let me just tell you a little bit about me so you know why I'm here and why would I do what I do. I live just north of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my husband and I have eight children and six grandchildren. And in 1995, I was a patient in a mental hospital. So welcome to the so that's my story, and I hope you won't think I'm too flip about mental illness, but if you do, I would say, that's my story, and that's how I share it. And that's the story that brought me to you. So welcome, friends, to Consider Yourself Hugged, Episode 3. Today's hug, stress, the black hole of words. So I'm traveling this week. I'm out in Texas, and I've got several seminars going on. So I'm sitting in my hotel room. Yes, I brought my microphone. I'm actually recording in my hotel room, which is kind of fabulous. When I got to Arlington last night, I went to a restaurant, and I guess you would say I was eavesdropping. Didn't mean to, but they were loud. A group of people sitting behind me. So tell me if you've ever experienced this cute little conversation. So I heard one of the women say, Oh, I had such a good night last night. I went to a movie and then I went to the mall by myself and walked around. And then I heard another woman say, Well, look at you, Miss Fancy Pants, doing all this stuff for yourself. Must be nice. You must not have a lot going on. And they all kind of started laughing. Have you ever experienced it? Have you ever done it? Like been the person who said fancy pants? Or are you the person who might say, Oh, hey, I did something for myself last night? Today, I am going to open your eyes to what I call the Stress Club, a club you probably don't know that you're in. And our wonderful long-term goal of mental and emotional well-being is not going to happen if we don't take our power back and get out of this club and stop being sucked into this black hole of a word. That's where we're going today. I want to read a few quotes to you. And these quotes come from a Facebook post where I just asked, hey, what do you think about the word stress? What does it mean to you? Here we go. Quote, I tend to thrive, or at least I think I do, when I have eight things going on at once. Quote, stress is a major trigger for depression. Quote, stress steals your peace. And quote, stress is just desserts spelled backwards. That is a lot of different definitions or thoughts about the word stress. I am a word nerd, so if we are going to talk about stress let's talk about the word so pretend you're in a seminar with me if you're driving or walking you can just think about it or you can say it out loud if I said to you hey what does the word stress mean to you and you threw up your hand you called out some things what would you say okay time I'll bet many of the things that all of you said out there listening in the world are things that I've heard before. Things like, oh, I have to get up in the morning, get my kids ready, go to work, leave them all day. Or maybe you say something like, um, it's car problems, air conditioning problems, my roof is leaking. Uh, maybe you say something about money, it's financial problems, maybe it's health. Uh, maybe you say something like, I'm just overwhelmed, I just want to give up. You might say something about lack of sleep. There's so many different answers when I ask about this word. Ultimately, what I'm getting to is I want us to stop using the word. And it's a huge thing for me to ask you to do because you might be sitting there thinking, listening, thinking, well, I do have all these things going on. I am stressed out. So I want to go ahead and give my disclaimer straight up front here. I am not saying during this session that we don't have challenges. I know that you do. Some of you have many things going on in your life. 
So that's number one. I'm not discounting your challenges. Number two, though, is this this session is focusing on what I guess we would call sort of normal daily life. If you're going through something tragic right now, something deeply traumatic, maybe you, you've lost someone in your life, uh, anything that's outside of what we would consider normal daily life, that's really not what I'm addressing here. Although I think everything we're talking about can certainly help. The problem with using the word stress is that we lump everything, everything under this one word. And your body and your mind get really confused. Like you might say that you're stressed out because today you were late for an appointment and you lost your keys and you say you're stressed out. Um, In another breath, you might say that your husband lost his job, your wife got fired, um, you just had a possible diagnosis of a life-threatening illness, and you're stressed out. Do you see how that's lumping very serious things with daily things into one category of stress? Your body reacts the same way to both because you're telling it to, and your mind doesn't know how to work through problems because it's all lumped under stress. I want the word to go away. I don't expect that in just a few minutes of me telling you the word should go away that you are necessarily going to say, oh, okay, Dr. Tammy West said we should stop using the word, so I'm going to stop using the word. So I I know I have to talk you into it. That's what I'm going to spend the next 10, 15 minutes doing. I want to open your eyes to a pressure that you don't know exists. Let's start with that. Let's start with the pressure that's out there in the world. You don't know is happening every single day that you turn on the television, you watch the news, you browse the internet. When I did my study about stress, I did it for two reasons, or two things intrigued me. The first thing that intrigued me was just like that conversation I told you at the restaurant. I noticed primarily women, guys, if you're listening, the study is on women, but the concept still applies. It just applies differently. So I'd been noticing these conversations with people where one person would say they did something positive, and then they were sort of... um, They were ostracized by the group, so I noticed that. And then the second thing is I noticed that there are hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of stress management uh, pieces of advice out there through classes and books and online articles. It's all out there. Everything we need to know about stress is out there. And yet the statistics are not getting better. So I was thinking something is missing, and that's something no one else has studied. So here's the first thing I noticed. The world tells us that life just sucks. All right, a couple of magazine ads I want to just say, speak out in your direction. Um, One of them is a magazine ad for makeup. And it has an actress and she looks beautiful. Her skin is very smooth and she's leaning on her hand and she's smiling ever so beautifully. And the caption says, we all have to do 10 things at once perfectly. The second one, and then let's sort of break them down. The second one is a television commercial, and it is for a car. And the car is, the commercial just shows the car driving down the road. But the announcer says this, you, we know you. We know you have to rise early and work late with not enough sleep in between. Now let's kind of unpack those two things. Okay, so the makeup. We all have to do 10 things at once perfectly. So the message there is, oh, yep, we got it. You got to be busy. You probably don't sleep. But look, we have this makeup for you. The car. Yeah, you don't ever do anything for yourself. You're running all day. You get up before the sun comes up. You never go to sleep. And so drive our car. 
The message that we see so often in the media and commercials and advertisers because they're trying to sell you a product is that life is busy, crazy, stressful. Now, remember I'm saying I know we have things we have to do in life. That's sort of the nature of life. But what we're hearing from all these messages in the world is that it is so bad. Here's the problem. We wind up getting our very identities Now, remember, if you haven't listened to episode two, go back and listen to it. It's about identity. We get our very identity in being stressed out and in being a participant in what I call the stress club. I think I read from Alice in episode two. I'm going to read from her one more time here. Alice was a participant in my study. She was married and pregnant for the first time. And she says, people especially before I was pregnant. If I said to my friends that have children, I haven't slept or I'm tired or I'm stressed at work and people will say, well, just wait till you have kids and that kind of thing. And it's like you're not validated if your suffering is not the same. Boom, there it is. Your mind should be blown. You're not validated if your suffering is not the same. You're not allowed to not have children and say that you're too busy. Um, You're not allowed to have one child if your friends have five children and say that you're too busy. You're not allowed to be a stay-at-home mom and not work. You're not allowed, you see, you've got to suffer. And we feel this way in part because the world tells us this is what life is like. For women, language is a very, for most, many women, I won't say all, language is a very relational activity. We get together and we talk. That's what we do with our friends. And so we use it to bond and bring us together. Therefore, if I sit at a table, sort of like I saw at the restaurant, and I'm saying that I did something for myself, and my friends come back with must be nice, and then they all start talking and laughing, and they are bonding, and what happens to me? I'm left out. They, 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 they seem to see me as irresponsible. I'm not part of their club anymore. And even though it's a bad club, it's a club we don't want to be in, it still feels bad to be left out. This is the problem with the black hole of words. The way that we speak is that we get sucked into this club. I don't want us to have an identity in that club. So what do we do? See, the bottom line is it takes my power away. First of all, if I have the world, and by the world, I can mean anything from the people I work with to my family and friends to that television commercial to the news anchors who, when they're talking about a sleep study, they're like, ooh, look, some people actually sleep. Ah To them, all these people, that's the world. So if they're telling me that I'm stressed out, it takes my power away. I have no choice in the matter. And then again, using the word takes my power away too, because everything goes under the black hole of a word, and it gets down into this this place where I can't even access it. I don't even know how to take care of it. And this is my conspiracy theory part. The world is not going to change this, because there's a product that will help you with every element of your stress. Not sleeping? Here's a mattress that will help you sleep. Driving, we got a car that will help you when you're tired. Not, not doing well, we got makeup that will look, help you look better. That, did you know Chinette now has a paper plate to take the stress out of dinner? And there is a stress deodorant out there because, and I quote from them, stress sweat is different from normal sweat. Shut up. No, it's not. And stop charging me more money for this product. Do you see how it takes my power away? What I want you to do is to take your power back. 
And that really involves three things. Um, when I started looking at all the stress management advice, remember, and I was thinking, well, it's not working, something's missing, because it's all good advice, right? Rest, have downtime, all that stuff is good, but many people aren't doing it. So I, I really chose three missing puzzle pieces that I just want to quickly pass along to you. And this is what I call our exit plan. The first thing you got to do to get out of the vortex, I keep using different words, but I just like for you to have plenty of analogies. The stress club, the black hole, the vortex. Puzzle piece number one, you decide who you are. Okay, stressed out is an identity. Is it an identity that you want? If it is, at least you know that you want it. But I think you'd rather identify yourself in other ways. I put a whole list of words in the book. I put things like funny, gentle, generous, resourceful, reserved, uh, proactive, tough, thoughtful, uh, sincere, sociable, intellectual, self-confident. There are so many ways that you could choose to identify yourself. Don't let the world tell you that stressed out is your identity. That's piece number one. Piece number two. Now that I've decided who I'm going to be, the next thing I need to decide is how I'm going to talk. And there are actually two elements of your talk. The first, and remember I'm the word nerd, is your identity talk. Things that we, if we identify ourselves as stressed out, oftentimes we will say things like, whew, wish I had your life. Wish I had time for that. Nope, I can't do that. I don't have time. No, I have to do this. Uh, must be nice. All of those things. We need to not use those phrases. And I put a few, um, just kind of read out of the book, some things that I put that you might, for example, if you tend to say things like must be nice, lucky you, you must not have a lot going on. If someone tells you something great they're doing in their life, maybe you just replace that with that's really great. Listen, it's not going to feel good when you first do it. Because you might not be feeling that it's really great that they're doing that. But it's a start. Changing your language. Change your life. Um, how about welcome to my world. Join the club. Like if someone tells you something difficult. And you think maybe up until this point they haven't had any difficulties. So when they say something you're like well welcome to my world. How about saying something like gosh it sounds like we're experiencing some of the same things. Use language that keeps you out of the stress club, not puts you in. And the second part of this puzzle piece is your stress talk. Remember I told you I wanted you to stop using the word. Okay, well then you might be thinking, well then what would you like me to say when my world feels like it's crumbling on a Monday? Well, I want you to focus more on what you are feeling instead of just the word stress. So I have a whole list of words I put in there. Is it that you're tired, overworked, panicked? lethargic um do you feel frazzled are you frightened are you disillusioned two years ago i did a stress club session for a group of teachers outside of houston and last year i went back to do a, another topic and one of the teachers came and found me and she said oh i have to tell you something i banned the word stress from my room i don't let my students use it so when they come in my room and they say oh miss smith or whatever it is i'm so stressed out then i say to them no stop Tell me exactly what's going on. And it forces them to talk out the problem with me. I loved it so much. Okay, so focus on what really is going on and not just the general stressed out. And then puzzle piece number three actually is what we've already said. But now you're ready to do it. Take care of yourself. See, now that you've decided on an identity you want, number one, 
and you have changed the way that you talk, number two, now you're ready to actually take care of yourself without guilt. Listen, I'm telling you that you should take care of yourself without guilt, but I'm not talking about becoming self-obsessed and only taking care of yourself. I really believe we're put on this planet to serve, to be other-focused, outward-focused, to help. But when we serve and help because we feel forced to, then it sucks the joy right out of it. I do believe in helping. So do help, do serve, do work, do all the things that need to be done during the day, but also remember that you have to take care of yourself. I hope that all makes sense. I hope that I have shown a new light and I hope that the title of this really made you think, um, stress the black hole of words, because that word really does just spiral us down if we are not careful because of this club that we never ever wanted to join. So that is our time for today. We talked about the word stress and then we talked about the club and how you got in it and that we did the plan for how to get out. Choosing your identity, choosing your language, and making choices to take care of yourself. You can find the show notes, you can download some free emotional help stuff and get info to book me to speak at your next event if you'd like at TammyWest.com. If you are listening on iTunes, please subscribe, download, leave a comment. That is what will help us to grow. And I'll draw a name each month from those comments to uh, give you a $50 Amazon card. And finally, remembering our mental and emotional well-being goal long-term, I do hope that you will renew your thoughts every day, that you will adopt empowering language that prevents verbal harm to you and to others, and that you will make positive mental and emotional choices every single day. And until next time, consider yourself hugged.